0: All right, Welcome to the Let It Fly show. I am Michael Severe, joined by Josh Jones, Creighton Fame, and of course, Omaha Central as well. We are inside the Let It Fly Sports Bar in the Capitol District. Elevated experience for you with the TVs, food, and everything.
1: Man, you know that's my favorite right there. Man. So today, what we take is Thursday. Yep. It's
0: Thursday. Every Thursday, the special is steak and fries. Simple. You know what this is? This is Nebraska. Yes. Meat? Potato. Yeah. Period. They ain't you. nothing green on there. No. And they I'm ain't cool none with that. that. None, cool of with that. that. All, none of you none that. You ain't got to
1: spice that up. You, you ain't got to put nothing so, extra on there. What I
0: like about this is, I'm a, so I'm a rare guy. I don't know how you eat your sticks. Medium. I'm a rare. I'm a. <laughs> my God. That was just like. I eat mine rare This basically, is not This is not rare This is you, this is medium rare that's medium This rare. is not rare This basically, is, this is Michael more too medium Go out
1: there Catch the cow Kill the cow And he eat it right
0: there I'm gonna say it this way And don't think it's rude Slap that bitch If it stopped mooing Then you can feed me
1: <laughs> The great thing my about it is, is My wife was <laughs> the same way I feel you That is very tender but who put, man who, who That put, is tender Who put who on the what? Did you put her on the rare steaks?
0: First time we went out When we came here And that would have been 1998 I came here for the Louisiana Tech game. I was working in Louisiana still. Yeah. And she took me out to, it was either Angie's or Casio's, one of those places. And we go to order. And the lady, you know, how you want your steak? Wait, how was that done? That's that's closer to medium than it is medium rare. Word. That's closer to medium. Okay. Um, And and I said, at the same time, we both go as rare as we can get it. We said it at the same time. And we're like, sweet. I'm sweet. I mean, love. I mean, bloody. I like mine bloody that's sure. the way i've always liked it but this is the special on thursdays so if you come to thursdays get the steak and fries it's outstanding it's, it's, it's seasoned well it's yep. very tender yep. you never know when, it, when you're talking like sirloin or new york strip yep. it can go back and forth that's you know what that means marinated or something like that It did very yep. well right. um as always, lots to go on here. This place gets so packed. I know it was packed for Monday for the national championship yeah, game. Was, sure. I know when those cheating, lying, horrible <laughs> Michigan Wolverines won a national championship. <laughs> I know people were in here, all excited. Hey,
1: Jalen Rose had a nice tweet where he. What did said, uh, say? He said something on the lines of like, "All y'all saying that we cheating, we don't want y'all. We don't want y'all now. We don't." Hey, look. All I gotta
0: say, I said it's the night of it. Once they revoke this championship when Two the NCAA years, does yeah. it, I'm going to be like, <laughs> I told you. Nice job. <laughs> only, thing yeah. would, only thing I would, only yeah. it was a great victory for Michigan it it took was, care of business. It was, it was. I would say, I would love to see what happens yeah. if in the fourth quarter, it's 2013, and... Washington makes that throw down the, the near sideline yeah. and they call the holding. Yeah. And if you go back and look, I know what it yeah. looks like. What happened was he used the man's momentum against him and pushed yeah. him. It made it like he pulled him. Yeah. If they don't call that, yeah. I just want to see what happens if it gets to 2020. Because yeah. you know everybody starts playing differently sure. when it's even no, yeah, posed being can behind. Play with the differences but we'll never know that. And, and Michigan wins their first title. First yeah. outright title, not split, since yeah. nineteen forty
1: eight. So they've been splitting every other time. They split. 97
0: was the only other. I My own my own line was always, they have not won a full title since integration. For now sure. they have. Now I, they've won. Now I, won. I
1: look at the um, the quarterback for Washington. I felt Michael like. Penix? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that it seems like all year his line did a great job of protecting him. They won a Joe
0: Moore I, award, yeah. I
1: think that um, Michigan's defense was so elite that, like, he just wasn't comfortable.
0: He had a lot of opportunities to make plays. Now, sometimes, the great thing about football is, no matter what you think you know, yeah. if you're not in the huddle or in the locker room, you don't know. So I think on the long throw that that people were making, saying he missed the throw, I think the wide receiver took it inside when he should have been working away from the safety
1: on the outside, and so he should have been on the outside. Audrey. So I think
0: the throw was where it's supposed to be I mean, but their quarterback but he's, he put it right. In he gets hands. he gets blamed, you know, yeah. so many times, and quarterbacks will get blamed. For the what happens to the offensive line at times they get yeah. blamed with the running backs doing right there were a lot of plays that were left out on the field for sure. and you play the game ten times maybe one team wins three one wins seven I don't know I just I know this next year uh-huh. twelve team playoff right it's gonna be crazy I because by the time you yeah. get to that game yeah guys have been playing since the last week of August so we're gonna have a real outright chance all the way into the January Man. middle of, it's gonna be. It's going to be interesting.
1: No doubt. Uh, if you want to win How tickets. How many extra games is that, though?
0: Two extra games. All right, okay. If you, so, My bad. So the, so what happens is the top four have a bye. Yep. And then the remaining uh, 10, or excuse me, 12, have, excuse me, eight, have the first games, which are going to be at home. Yep. So that's four games at home. Yep. Then you go to what would be your quarterfinal, semifinal, final. Um, yeah. If you want to win tickets to go see Creighton play, uh-huh. go to eatplaygame.com. And enter, you can win tickets for, as of this taping, the next two games after the one on St. John's on Saturday. Xavier on the 23rd
1: mm-hmm.
0: and DePaul on the 27th. So the pink, the pink out. enter, Yeah, the pickout game, pink which out. is always amazing. So eatplaygame.com. Mm-hmm. Go there. You have a chance to win. Yeah. Um, also want to tell you about what's happening this weekend. Saturday, you got NFL played. Yep. You got Browns and te- Texans and then Chiefs and Dolphins.
1: Hey, they let my guy go. Who? Uh, damn. I don't know why I just slipped. Two things happened. Obviously, uh, and you probably already teed up to talk about it. Obviously, Nick Saban retired. Yep, yep. Uh, somebody else got uh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll um, is going to stay in the organization, and we're going to. I was going to get this a little bit later. But so he owns some. Uh, what's guy from? What's buddy from Boston name that was coaching for a minute, and now he in the front office. Uh, he was at Butler. Butler's coach. Oh, you t- oh yeah, sure. He so was I the can't think of his name. Yeah,
0: he was. So he was the head basketball coach uh, at, the at, at, at Butler. At Butler. Then he, went to, then the he went to the Celtics, and now he's in the. Uh, uh, not Mark. Uh, ah, yeah, it's going to
1: come to me. I, I see I'm him, I'm going yeah. to Google it. I see him. No disrespect, yeah. So man, In crazy. that situation, they're
0: going to they're gonna keep – Pete Carroll means so much to the Seattle Seahawks organization. So was it it wasn't it time sense. to go? Like, I, I think anytime you're in your 70s, no offense again to people – I'm not being ageist, but I think if you coach a team more than five years, if you've coached a team and you're in your 70s, I think they need a new message. Look, he's won seven or eight games yeah. every year. Yep. He's gotten to two Super Bowls. Brass he is, Stevens. Thank you. He's go been ahead. very good over the course of his career, but eventually you get to a point where, you know, Nick Saban reaching that point. For sure. Bill Belichick reaching I, that point. I, I
1: feel like. And uh, he didn't go 4-12 like wait, Bill Belichick, 4-13. Uh, uh, Belichick. Um, I'm tra- um,
0: New England Patriots? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, retired?
0: Oh, yeah. He's, today, was, today was the news conference. They're letting him go. It's not retired. They're letting him go.
1: Yeah. He's going
0: to probably go coach someplace else.
1: So uh, this is what I think about um, Pete Carroll. I think oh, – or sorry, um, Nick Saban. Yeah. I think NIL affects a lot of coaches.
0: See, I would understand that if it was a different school. He doesn't have to worry about NIL at all. Oh,
1: you're right. You're right. You're he right, doesn't. You're right. You know, the one it's thing Alabama. he's got to worry
0: about is – the transfer portal is different, obviously, than it was before. Mm -hmm. And maybe that would be annoying because you used to have a point where you had a designated recruiting period. Mm -hmm. Now you have one recruiting period, a second one, and now you have these portal recruiting periods too. And maybe that got to him. But in terms of the NIL at this point, yeah. That's all handled by the money people at Alabama. It man. wasn't
1: even a sunset write-off, though. It's like no. I mean, they you you know? Know, losing the
0: semifinals. Here is the interesting thing about it: is you want to talk about how good these guys are? Yeah. If you add in the national championship games and you add in the Super Bowls, yeah. right? And uh-huh. you go back twenty-five years, literally a third of those games mm-hmm. were coached by one of these guys. You know, Pete Carroll had the two national championship games back back to 04 right. and 05. Right. Obviously, you had. 10 Super Bowls or nine Super Bowls yeah. that the Patriots were in, winning six of them. Yeah. And then you got Pete Carroll going to those two. I mean, it's, that's, a, that's a lot of championships <laughs> my, and championship my games. My thing
1: about Pete Carroll, um, yeah. I, just, I was in Phoenix at that time. Um, long story of how I actually missed going to the Super Bowl game, had tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we was on Camelback Mountain.
0: <laughs> the one against New England?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, another story. Mm-hmm. But um, – that's like one that I learned. That game, that the NFL, you got a certain window. Sure, you do. And I feel like, yep. Do you do you think, from your perspective, that him calling that that call was trying to make like him like make Russell Wilson a hero? I mean, Beast Mode got him all. The way let let that. me let me tell you this. I'm I'm just this just and this is the fact you
0: can look this up. They had the exact same situation six times that season, and ran the ball, and mm. five of those times did not. Succeed. Convert. Oh, did so, not convert. So, a so he, in, in his head, he was thinking, we've been in this situation before, and we've not converted. We've got to throw the ball. I don't believe it was trying to pump up or make Russ look better, any of that stuff. And I know that some of the team were talking about that. It was simple numbers. Who, who played that well was Bill Belichick, who did not call a timeout. Mm-hmm. He let the clock go. So I believe Seattle thought, oh, we're going to have time to decide this because obviously New England's going to call a timeout because they want to save time to go back the other way. Bill Belichick said, no, we're not calling a timeout. So you make the play. You make the play. And I think the pressure on them making the play rushed their call. I think nope. that's what ended up happening. All right. I like that. I yeah. like
1: that. And then also, obviously, Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. Yeah. I mean, it's um, it's, it's
0: almost impossible to say that. Who's close? Uh, well, Tom Osborne. There's three guys. Ooh, okay. There's three guys, essentially, that you can look at and go winning percentage, championships, and longevity. Yep. And it's Saban, what he's done, with seven, I believe. Yep, seven. You've got... Three for Osborne to two that when he was the offensive coordinator, if you want to count that or whatever. I count that. And then, so you got that. Long, and over seven, 700 winning percentage, or like 75% winning percentage, so point seven five zero. And then uh, the other one would be... Um, Uh, Alabama's Bear Bryant those are three really of the guys you can say with the amount of championships they had the amount of wins they had and the longevity it's kind of hard but I think Saban's number one just because of the fact that he also did it in a tougher error he did no offense to what when Tom Osborne did it but you had to win Tom had to win one big game during the regular season he needed to beat Oklahoma for part of that time right right and then, of course, he needed to go in to win the championship. Yeah. You got, you're talking about a guy now that's got to go through the, the SEC West, he's got to go to the SEC championship game most years, and then now go win two games. It's kind of like the, it's Jordan, harder. the
1: Jordan-LeBron thing. So it's kind of like people try to say that LeBron had a harder path to be who he is, and Jordan played against lesser competition. But I argue that Michael Jordan was that much better than everybody. So no, I agree. maybe Tom Osborne's teams was that much better than everybody, yeah. and Nick Saban just had a harder uh, era competition. They
0: had, they had more, and they had an advantage of being ahead, whether it be strength and conditioning, the way they used the walk-on program, right. the way they recruited nationally. They had an advantage on a lot of people and all got caught up. Yep. Um, but when you look at what Nick Saban has done, and again, I know he's won some championships where he had a loss. You remember those three championships yeah. that were won by the um, 94, 95, and 97 by the Huskers? They didn't lose a game.
1: No. They That's didn't lose the game, say. <laughs> but they didn't have to
0: play, obviously, didn't have to <laughs> play the extra game the extra in the ball playoff yeah, and right. that kind of thing. Exactly. Um, I mentioned Saturday, Creighton playing St. John's. That's, That's at noon. One. Bro, don't
1: sleep on going. that game. I, I would not. I, I keep telling people. At noon, I'll be awake. It's because of who's coaching the game. Yeah, That's what it's about. It's yeah. not about nothing more than who's coaching versus who. Yeah. Coach Mack, a great coach. Coach Patino, same caliber, same energy to his program. That's why they're yeah. doing as good as they're doing.
0: We interviewed Patino once it was years ago. Matter of fact, we were doing a live show next to Zestos near Zestos. Rosenblatt. Word. Near Rosenblatt. I, okay, stop doing Rosenblatt. so Doing Rosenblatt. So we were right. we were doing a live show, and whatever reason we set up this interview with Rick Patino, and we're talking to him, and and he is so he was so laid back. He reminds you that guy who's sitting at the little table outside the cafe or the, the meat he store. He's like a mob, man. Yeah, yeah. He was so man. We were cracking up the things he was saying. Yeah. Sunday, more NFL games. Steelers, Bills, Packers, Cowboys, Rams, Lions. Yeah. And then great women are playing as well on Villanova. And then Monday night, yeah. you can have again, the final game of Super Wildcard Weekend here right. as well. I have a trivia question for you. Okay. Now, you may have listened to me when we recorded the interview with Billy Shireman, so you'll know the answer to this. This season, how many times has Baylor Shireman failed to get the double digits?
1: Oh, man. Uh, Not wasting any time on it. I would say uh, twice.
0: Just the once. Last Saturday. That was the first time. He had nine points against Providence. Why did I say twice? All the other games— Double digits. Yeah. Okay. And, and and it's it just shows you. And he's going mean, be here. I guess this week. That's why he's I brought it up. He's consistent, bro. He's very consistent yeah. in what he's playing. Uh, let's do some local headlines.
1: Hey, is he wait? Is he leading the Big East in scoring?
0: Well, he's leading the Creighton with eighteen point eight. I don't oh, know if Creighton. it's the whole Big East now. he's okay. Leading Creighton for sure. Um. So Nebraska basketball right. beats Purdue. That's your oh, big local man. story. Hey.
1: I watched that game over Creighton basketball. Obviously, because they played the ball, uh, too.
0: I had both TVs
1: up. Hey, I did. I had my <laughs> computer. and I had both TVs up. Uh, I yeah. had my TV up, and I had my uh, contour on my you computer. you had to pull up, up Peacock. Yeah. had it. to have yeah. a YouTube TV yeah. on this TV. So. But the thing is, like, uh, how you say Tominaga's first name? Kise? Kise Tominaga? listen, bro. He is a Nebraska legend.
0: Oh, he is. There's no doubt. There's (laughs) no doubt. When he he is on, I I love the. remember when they made uh, the first Fantastic Four movie, the first one they made. Uh There's this scene where Bobby is standing in Human Torch. He's okay. standing, and then he goes, whoosh, whoosh, and he just fires up. Uh-huh. That's what Tomonaga does occasionally. Man,
1: he took a three, on, and he kind of faded. Yeah, yeah, I said, that's the one. The last, the last four <laughs> minutes of the work. first half. Because you know, sometimes yeah. if you get enough
0: confidence, yeah. that's all you need. That's so the last it. four minutes. Tomonaga hit two threes, mm-hmm. uh, Hoiberg hit a three, yeah. had a steal, yeah. and this crazy circle play yeah. up, and all of a sudden it goes from they're down two yeah. to they're up 11 at halftime. Right. I know you have a hole in the second half, but sure. they were so confident I going in. I was happy
1: in. about Hoiberg hitting that three because I'll be looking at his career like, man, he got an opportunity where he can probably go. Like, if he want to go hoop somewhere, he can probably go play. So he, go go Japan. Japan, yeah, he go to Japan. Yeah, he'll go to Japan. But make of money. I just feel like when he reflects on his Nebraska basketball career, yeah. this is going to be the game he remembers. Yeah, maybe. totally. You know
0: I mean, this has happened last time this happened was eighty two.
1: Eighty two, Eighty two. That was so, late. I ain't gonna yeah. Like that that yeah. w- that made me proud. I be, I was cheering for it. And him. let's
0: give shouts out to Rink Mass as well. He's going yeah. against Zach Eddy. Yeah, He gave he gave him some problems. He, he only got
1: fifteen points on yeah. the day
0: and Rink Mass got his eighteen right. and, and, what, what do you and think Sam Warburg was, was, was kinda like the the, like the other guy what, making what, plays. What
1: was it? What was up? I, I think Nebraska was hot more than Purdue being I, off.
0: I think Vegas told you everything you need to know about this game. You're talking about the number one team. Versus like the number sixty four team in the Ken Palm, uh-huh. and the line was just seven and a half. Gosh! First of all, they respect Nebraska playing at home, mm-hmm. and I think they respected the chance of them getting hot. And yeah. when you get Wiltshire shooting, yeah. shooting that way, when Tominaga shooting that way, when Mass is shooting that way, they they'll w- give you what, trouble. What's
1: their record in the Big Ten?
0: End of when it's over. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, so they play, I believe, twenty two games. Because yeah. I'm game by game with them.
0: I'm gonna go. You know. I
1: don't
0: know. Maybe. Thirteen and nine,
1: I said maybe, the same thing, bro. Where they're sitting now, maybe I, thirteen and nine. I was saying, yeah. I was saying about thirteen. If they keep and playing nine, the way yeah. they're playing. I mean, yeah. obviously the loss to Wisconsin was I tough. They never one. were in that, right?
0: But you know, they beat Michigan State already. Yeah. The loss to Minnesota was tough because of the way they played that. But I mean, getting a win like this over Purdue, yeah. they should be motivated, right? Um, the other local headline: Nebraska in the portal. Yep, they, there are certain points they had to go do right. Certain um. things they did to do. They needed wide receiver help, veteran yeah. wide receiver help. Yep. They needed another running back. I thought I don't know if they needed a starter, but another running back. And I thought they needed interior line help. They went and did all of that. They bring in two wide receivers, both with lots of experience. Jamal Banks, uh, Banks excuse me, was a Wake Forest. This guy started 44 games in his career. Dang. I mean, excuse me. He's played 44 games, started 10. Yeah. Um, this, in 2023, he had a great year. 57 receptions, 653 yards, four touchdowns. He's got over 107, 100, over 100 catches in his career. Perfect. And, not little, six three two hundred five. Dang. The other guy they brought in, Isaiah Nair, is 6'3", 205. Right. So two good-sized guys. Nair is one of those guys that you you feel for him because he played at Wyoming. Mm-hmm. His second year at Wyoming, he had a breakout year. So he's going, I'm going to transfer. I'm going to go to Texas. Right. Gets to Texas, tears his ACL. Then comes back the next year and thinks, okay, I'm ready to go. Has a big spring game, gets hurt again. Yeah. So this is a guy who's kind of been out for two years now right. coming back to Nebraska, but he has made certainly – He's done some things in his career to make, give you at least a thought that he could do well.
1: Have you heard of a um, high school kid named Mikey Groh?
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. So Two ch- hands.
1: Check this out. Yeah. So my neighbor's, I want to say brother or sister son is him. Mm-hmm. He moved back to the city. Yeah. Back in Omaha. and
0: He was I, at Bellevue East. Right. At one point. yeah.
1: Um, and now I'm thinking about it like how many amedestrious quarterbacks are there active right now? I've
0: never seen one besides him. I mean everybody can probably do some stuff with their left or but I've never seen anybody be able to throw that kind of equally yeah. with that. I don't I watched him play in high school okay. and he's a talented kid.
1: Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I wouldn't I say that. he had, Not at this level. If he yeah. was going to, would,
0: I would look at him playing at like a FCS level. That's yeah. where I, I think. The of only
1: him. reason why I mentioned him because you mentioned Texas. Yeah. Because it was just on my mind like that's where he came back from. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sometimes kids be late bloomers, but just, I know yeah. you know about I just of- I just
0: think that sometimes yeah. he, look, his dad supported him. Everybody supported him. He did everything he could do. He was searching for a spot. I just don't think he has that level of talent sure. to be playing at the Big Ten level. I think he's more of an FCS kid, but I got you. you never know. Sometimes yeah. they'll, they'll, I have no opinion. I, yeah. I just know you know about everybody. Yeah. Well I, I just actually he so one of my good friends, the Saints fan, uh huh, his daughter went to Bellevue East Word. and knew him pretty well Before he left. and now she dates the starting quarterback At, for Bellevue East. And up. so we I I've, I've watched Mikey play and everything. Okay. Uh running back Dante Dowell, he, he comes in from Oregon. They kind of did him wrong. Mm. Because Oregon. Oregon did. Because okay. he played in six games. Yeah but only had like nine carries. So they burned his red shirt and never really used him well, Why which is tough. Do that? I don't. They are so deep. They probably thought to themselves, we don't need him for four years. And he's a big dude. He, he's 6'1", 208. He's a wow. big looking guy. Yeah, he's a big looking guy. 17 carries, by the way, um, for Oregon. So he, it's, it's something that Nebraska needs, uh, a pounder, somebody who's real physical. Yeah. So now you have Gabe Irvin.
1: Yeah. Now so you have this he kid. He kind of remind me of like a Corey Ross energy. Yeah, but bigger.
0: Like you wow. know, Corey's five six and a half. Yeah, right. On a good day. Yeah, but he's, he's a power runner. Yeah, though. he was. Pork was po- a power runner. Yeah. Yeah. he's a little bit like Gabe Irvin in a way. In a okay. way yeah. More straight line guy. And then you have Ramirez Johnson coming back. Yeah. You have Emmett Johnson coming back, and you have. Um, I'm I leaving. I'm leaving out one of running backs. Um, another no there ain't. Is that right? Amir Emmett and Gabe Irving. Oh, and uh, the kid who didn't play much uh Quentin Ives. Now, so you have you, you got a room. Chart? You got a room.
1: You just basically named the, the. I
0: th- I think that it's going to be between Gabe Irvin and this Dowdell guy for, sure. for the starter. Yep. Then I think Ramirez if he's healthy is going to be kind of your third down guy. Emmett Johnson fills in. I don't know where Quentin Ives fits. Okay. But and then the other thing is they got Micah Mazuka who played both at Florida and before that played at Baylor. And got another more than 40 starts at offensive guard. And they're bringing him in. I think he walks in and starts right away. Got to. Um, But I do wonder a little bit. So so he transferred from Baylor to Florida. That happens like in December. Mm -hmm. By March, he was ready to transfer again. Not happy where he was in Florida. But he changed his mind. And he stayed. And he started like 11, 12 games and played well. Um, But that's. Kind of yeah. weird that he would want to leave well, so quickly. I, it
1: just kind of seems like to me that it's not a talent thing. It's a uh it's a program systematic. Maybe it thing. was. Maybe maybe it yeah. was a
0: situation where, where he didn't like the way yeah. they handled stuff. But he stayed though. Yeah. He stuck it out. You know who he stayed. Uh, in
1: basketball who that remind me of? Not to this uh, exaggerated degree because yeah. of him, but Teddy Allen was good.
0: Teddy Allen was really good,
1: and everywhere he went, he was good. Yeah. He just. He didn't like his situations where he was at.
0: You have to be able to uh, get in where you fit in. Yeah. He's the opposite of that. Yeah. He,
1: he fit everywhere. He, he fit. He, he just never got he in. He never said, I'm going to get in. Yeah. I'm just going to be doing one.
0: And the last uh, local headline is Jay's three-game winning streak. Sure. Three teams they they probably should have beat, especially with Providence, because they lost yeah. their best player yep. a couple days before. Yep. But – and now they have this stretch coming up, and we'll talk about it with Billy yeah. Sharman. You have a stretch coming up where you have the top three teams, all four and one, yep. in the Big East with St. John's, UConn, and Seton Hall. So now we'll learn more about yeah. this team.
1: But I think that, um, like, the DePaul game really... You no. know how some games, is like, confidence builders? Yeah. That wasn't one. No, no. I no. think that, that, like...
0: They just outclass yeah, DePaul. Yeah. Like, this Saturday... And the Georgetown, too, yeah, they outclassed them. I
1: feel like this Saturday game coming up...
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's gonna be another game that's gonna be very physical mm-hmm. and it's gonna be very close. Yep. And there's a chance that it might not even be a down to the wire game. I think that um, Creighton could, could, could potentially lose by single digits. Yeah. You know? Or they can. Let win me tell you what the line's gonna by be. Single digits.
0: The line is going to be where is St. John's? They're way down here. St. John's is sitting at 16.4 and Creighton's at 23.1, and with home, they could, Nebraska, I mean, Creighton could be favored by much as much as nine.
1: Uh, yeah, okay. They
0: could be favored by as much as nine, but, right. I, but I think you're right. St. John's is going to give them a game, and yeah. they're going to make you work. So, yeah. if they're hitting their shots, that's how it'll work. Right. Out of those three games, is that the one that concerns you the most, or is it UConn?
1: Well, UConn is Because you've got to go there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, UConn, I'm definitely concerned. concerned. Going to Yukon is a different conversation just yeah. because one, you got to go there and two, they play at a high level regardless. Yeah, right. Even regardless of a loss. I just think St. John's is a slept-on team. Sure. I and, got it. And I think with them being playing for what they're playing for first. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like that's great and all. Uh, but I think um, in Creighton's sense, like, it's not really favorable because St. John's is gonna play with a chip like we are who. Yeah, they us ass.
0: I think they're both. They're both twelve and four. Yeah, Creighton has played a little bit tougher schedule. Yeah, they have than St. John. St. John's a hundred and forty-three in terms of schedule, and Creighton is sitting at yeah. seventy-one. And
1: obviously, it's always, in yeah. all opinion, but I, from yeah. what we've seen yeah. when it comes to like physicality, mm-hmm. those are the games that uh, it's something about that it's like the Big East plays physical, especially in the paint, mm-hmm. but not like the Mountain West where they're being physical and hand checking. I thought
0: UNLV physical the hell out of them but and scored like at will inside too and i think st john's has that energy right that's all i'm saying okay well we'll talk more about that with our guest who just recently got his 500th assist at creighton that's right got a little plaque that was pretty cool and he's leading the team in scoring as well coming up next Baylor Shireman. ah sunday you take a morning walk to pick up burgers and beers you tidy the house for 10 fellow football fans and your biggest chore loading the Bud Light into the fridge. It all pays off because nothing is as easy to enjoy as a Sunday full of football and beer. Bud Light, easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. Bud Light is the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Enjoy responsibly. 21 plus, copyright 2023, Heiser busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. welcome back to the let it fly show our guest this week is a former guest host of the show yeah he's also we started off like that right 2018 (laughs) c1 state champs football quarterback (laughs) and a pretty good basketball player too Baylor Scheinman join us what's up man not much how are you guys good Good, i told you always be a quarterback to me man because that's the first time i saw you play wasn't on a basketball court it was playing football football he put up like 500 yards, man. I was like, this dude should be at Nebraska. (laughs) And, you know, whatever happened from there. But it doesn't matter. How you been? How's the season going?
2: It's going well. Um, Obviously, um, you know, we're – on the three-game win streak right yeah. now, which is good. Um, started off conference play 0-2, and, and to get back to, you know, 3-2, almost um, good, especially in this league where, you know, there's a lot of great teams. I mean, St. John's coming to the town Saturday, yeah, and they're, oh yeah. they're leading the league right now. So, um, yeah, pretty feel pretty good about where we're at. Next three teams Wait. you play
0: are all leading, all mm-hmm. tied for the league. They're yes, leading the league, bro. 4-1, 4-1, 4-1, next three games. Yep. St. John's, UConn, and Seen Hall. I got – man, it's, so a it's couple- this, this is the spot right here. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey,
1: let's go back to the Villanova game. Um, to me – why you
0: want to come up bring up bad stuff?
1: Nah, it ain't even about that man. I, it's like I ain't <laughs> seen you in a minute. Why you want to bring up bad bro. stuff? Uh, like, speaking of that game, uh, first of all, it was a dope night. Doug got his, oh, yeah. got his joint. No, like, awesome. That was crazy for yep. my team. But, like, for you, I felt like that particular game, like, I don't know. I ain't going to say you wasn't letting it come to you or not, but I feel like. Uh, I, it, it was one of the games where I felt like you one of the players where if you off, like caulk is caulk, but I think as a guard, if you off, dynamics of the team kind of mm-hmm. change a lot. What would kind of take me back to that game like what was going through with you mm-hmm. was it just a bad shoot night or what do you think for yourself
2: yeah I mean I think it was just a, a bad shoot night from three necessarily I mean uh, I think I shot fifty percent from two but the yeah. Villanova does a really good job of taking away the three point line and um, you know a lot of my three point looks were pretty heavily contested shots and like you said I you know I didn't shoot the ball well and um, you know, I don't think me and Trey both kind of didn't shoot the ball well that night. And when both of us are off, it's, it's tough for us to win. But um, credit to Villanova. I mean, we were up 12 or 14 points in the second half. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, they, they climbed back in the game. So um, that's something we're trying to emphasize right now is, you know, when, when we get up on teams, not letting them back in the game and, and really trying to put um, the finish, finishing touches on them and, and yeah. kind of cut them out early.
0: You obviously want to step on their throat. Um, those are two big games early on still with a new point guard and a new guy at the four. How much do you think was that still learning each other, especially in late games?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's always, you know, a learning process. And like you said, early in conference play, um, you know, conference play is a lot different than non-conference. Different animal. People, you know, don't necessarily realize that. And um, it's definitely an adjustment, especially with some new pieces around. But I think we're doing a good job, especially now, kind of figuring out what we need to do.
1: What about like, um, this stigma of if the team's not shooting good, your team is not <clears throat> one of the greatest that uh get it back defensively. Scraps mm-hmm. in a scrappy type mm-hmm. of way, kind of speak to your team's defense or whatever. I know you you guys play without fouling or yeah. whatever, but yeah. like. I just want to kind of hear your perspective on, like, your defense and scenarios like that when y'all are not shooting <clears> as well.
2: Yeah, well, I think we can still win games when we don't shoot it well. I mean, uh, you know, we're still one of the top 20 defense, top 10, yeah. 15 defenses Kim in Palm. the country. Yeah, yeah Ken Palm. So um, it's not it's not like our defense is bad by any means. I think the one game, like, Colorado State, we scored 48 points. I don't think you're going to beat anybody, anybody nah, scoring 48 you know, points. But yeah. uh, we've, we've had games this year um, where we necessarily haven't, Scored it a bunch but and won. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Well, the V game
0: was just strange, man. Yeah. The way yeah. they got inside so much. I think the Providence game is a good example because you didn't. You only got nine mm-hmm. in that game. Yeah. And it wasn't like you guys were on fire, but yeah. you still won by ten, yeah. nine? Ten.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ten, ten or ten. nine, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, the UNLV game was weird. I'm not going to lie. I hate Vegas. <laughs> <so>. yeah, <right. laughs> Vegas and Mount West East. Yeah. I hate yeah. Vegas. I so. guess my
1: energy is more so like looking for like certain validations. Like since – Like I said, we haven't got to chop it up in a minute, but like from Villanova all the way up to now, just certain things that I've seen from different games, whether it's a win or a loss, just hearing your perspective on it. So uh, another situation is kind of like the physicality part. Yeah, Have your team had the conversation about like if a team just gets physical with you, they got a better chance of beating you all?
2: Yeah, I mean, we haven't necessarily had a conversation like that. I think, you know, it's so weird. We were talking about this the other day, but just like game to game, the game is called completely different you know because like like you said providence it was dang near a football Football game game. you know like we had practice the next day and I was joking with some of the coaches I said I'm I feel like I'm back in high school after a football game the way I feel right now you know and then the DePaul game they called it super tight tight. you know what I mean and yeah um, I feel like if they would have called the providence game like that we would have been shooting a lot of free throws so it's something that you know we talk about that like game to game we don't know necessarily we are gonna have to adjust how the game's called right um I think that Obviously, you know Providence was kind of a, a like like Mike said, we didn't actually shoot it great. I you know, only had nine yeah. points, and it was kind of mugged up game. But we found a way to win. Right. Um, so I think there's. Ways for this team to win in multiple facets.
0: Yeah. Billy Sherman joining us here on the, the Let It Fly show. I want to go back to the offseason because uh, you didn't put your mm. toe in the water yeah. NBA wise, yeah. knowing you wanted to come back. But <clears throat> I want to go back to when you were getting some of the evaluations from the NBA and things they wanted you to improve. Mm-hmm. Do you feel you have been able to do some of those things?
2: Yeah, I think for sure. I think, you know, I've become a better shooter, even if my percentages don't necessarily um, reflect that. I think right. that um, my ability to get my the, my shot off quicker is not even close to the same as when it, when I came in. Yep. And I feel like my body has taken great strides at the weight room, and then also my defense as well. Um, and those are like the big areas that they were talking about when I was going through the draft process. And I feel like I've improved on those at my time at Creighton.
1: How mm. how much defensively you guard in the fours mm-hmm. and the threes? A little like. Starting with the Nebraska game, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I knew you had it in you, but I didn't know what they were going to put you on them. But like, how much is that in the back of your mind as yeah. far as your different, uh, your defensive efforts as you try to build your resume mm-hmm. as a pro?
2: Yeah, well, I think you know, you know, being a professional is just doing anything you can to. To be able to get on the floor, and if that means I have to, like you said, guard the five at Nebraska, then I'll guard the five at Nebraska. If i got to guard the two against Providence, I'll guard it. like, um, I'm I'm never going to back down from a challenge, and I feel like I can compete uh, at any level that I'm at, so that's kind of just my mindset.
0: I'm not going to call it swagger because the word's overused, but go back to that Nebraska game. Yeah. And you were on fire, and and you know those fans all know you, and yeah. then there's the whole girlfriend aspect of it. You were enjoying that a whole lot. But you yeah. don't talk, yeah. you talk yeah. about enjoying yeah. that against the hometown yeah. team.
2: No, it was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, um, they beat us last year, which yep. that sucked. Yeah. Um, and then on top of it, you know, it's Nebraska, and I'm from Nebraska. I had a lot of people, a lot of people in the stands. Obviously, my girlfriend played. For Nebraska, and that was a big thing too. And um, I really, I'd never won in Pinnacle Bank Arena in high school. I lost in state semis every oh, single wow. year okay. there. So um, that was another factor too. And yeah, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to put on a show and no doubt. And, and and obviously, obviously, it's become, it's a good win for us, you know, at home. They just beat Purdue at home,
0: so yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. It's really helping there in net. No, what, yeah, what yeah, Nebraska's no doing? Did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. The years always get confused. Was that you guys to win to Winnetka? Who did you lose to in the semifinals? Okay. So they had that one so year I, with Yeah, it, so no. We, so my freshman down?
2: year, we lost to Scott's Bluff. Okay. My Drew Cuxhausen was there. And then my sophomore year, we lost to Scott's Bluff again. Okay. Junior year, we lost to uh, Bennington. Oh, okay. And then uh, my senior year, we lost to Ron Cawley in double overtime. Damn.
1: Crazy pisses me off you never forget you never you never forget the, losses. the wrong
2: call he won my senior year we, we should have won the game like we had it won in both over, in both overtime yeah. so
1: yeah it was tough man mm. so what about um, you play a team like DePaul um, you're about to play a team like St. John's during a game like DePaul how do you guys like <clears> How do you guys get better in games like that? Mm-hmm. Like, knowing that you're going to win a game like that, what is, like, yeah. how do you scheme that?
2: Well, I think you just have to come with the mindset that you do every other game. I don't think you can change your mindset necessarily based on who you're playing. And um, like Coach Mack said in the locker room before the game, you know, um, road wins are hard to come by in the Big East regardless of who you're playing. And so yeah. uh, we knew we were going to have to be locked in and, and just trying to play how we play on both, both ends of the floor um, and be sharp. And I think we really did that um, in DePaul.
0: I, I'm adopted, so I know what it's like to walk into a family that's already established. Talk about Stephen Ashworth and how yeah. he's done assimilating mm, yeah. his way into yeah. a family that was already there for yeah. the most part.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I, I've obviously kind of been in his ear a little bit just because I kind of. Went through the same process last sure. year, you know, with um, coming to a team that had a lot of guys coming back, and uh, you know, my main thing to him was just stay, stay, stay with the process, stay process oriented because um, he's obviously a phenomenal player and he brings a lot to the team other than just shooting, um, and you know, it's it's easy to get caught up with your shooting numbers and if you're not shooting For a grade. Sure. And obviously, you know, in the world of social media, you know, he's got everybody on his head when he doesn't play well. Comparing so, him to he, the Comparing last him guy. to the last guy. Yeah. So um, I just, you know, we, we have full confidence in him, and mm-hmm. I tell him that and just stay process-oriented. And, you know, he had, a, you know, he's a big reason why we won the game at Providence, you know, hit that big shot to For kind sure. of seal the deal. So um, I'm proud of the strides he's made, and he's only getting better.
1: What about um, you guys extend the bench a little bit, um, with, okay, you got, um, Isaac Trout, Isaac Trout, Fred King, Farabello right now as mm-hmm. your eight, um, and then Josiah eventually, Yeah, ju- yeah, ju- yeah ju- <laughs> eventually, ju- well, Josiah's there, yeah. but like with, um, with the, I, I knowing coach Mackey plays a short bench, yeah. uh, how do you, uh, how do you guys, um like correlate to the to the, those extra reserves like Josiah, uh, mm. even Jonathan uh, Lawson. Mm. Like how do you uh, integrate those guys to like kind of stay ready so you don't got to get ready type energy? Mm.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I think th- they're just great teammates overall and they understand their role and they're ready when, when their name's called and ultimately at the end of the day, um, you know, we're not asking them to come in and, and, and do too much, you know, so, just come in. Yeah. Um do the game plan that we that we practice all week um, on defense and then on offense. You know they know how to play. They can space the floor and shoot it. And so just be a basketball player. It's not yeah. like anything over um, assimilating. So um, I think you know them just being the people they are, the teammates they are. It's not necessarily we have something we have to really talk about. To be completely honest with you, I respect that I, yeah. and I get
0: that. But so yeah. you have a guy like Isaac Trout. But you know why I'm asking. Yeah, no. About, and right? look, look at look at Isaac Trout going from playing 18, 19 mm-hmm. minutes yep. to all of a sudden playing like four or five mm-hmm. minutes. Yep. That's got to be, you're going to need him eventually. Yep. How do you make sure guys like that stay involved, mm-hmm. stay committed mm-hmm. so that they,
2: when you need him, they're there. Yeah, well, I think it starts in practice. You know, he's he's getting a lot of reps in practice, especially with us and, and staying comfortable. Mm-hmm. And the chemistry with him on the court with us yeah. is still still there because in practice, you know, he's getting a lot of reps with us. So even though he's not necessarily playing a lot right now, on practice floor he is, and that's keeping that chemistry there sure. even so When he does get in the game, it's not like it's fresh to him.
1: Yeah, I ask that because as you talk about, um, you know, Twitter fingers, you Mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of people out there uh, that talk about Steven. I'm like, I I mean – like, even myself, I mean, I think that uh, Josiah is good enough to play, but I don't know. I'm not in the locker room anymore, mm-hmm. so I don't know about your game plan and what you're talking about. So I'm just asking the question just on perspective of people saying, like, hey, throw some minutes in there for Josiah mm-hmm. or stuff like that. So I just wanted to kind of hear your yeah. perspective, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, Josiah Josiah's going to be a good player, obviously. Um, he's, he's a talented player. Um, I think people don't realize the, the the jump from high school to college and, and the actual difficult – it is to to adjust there. And Josiah has done a great job. Um, But I mean, Steven has played a a A lot lot of college basketball, a lot of minutes. And um, there's just certain situations that, you know, you don't necessarily just put a, put a freshman who hasn't played a lot when you have the veteran guy there. And I feel like, you know, ultimately I feel like Steven has, has played well this year. I don't know if he's necessarily obviously shot it as well as, as we're accustomed to, to, to see him, especially last year. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's hard coming in with a new system with guys who already know how to play and you don't necessarily know where your shots are coming from. Kind of like what I went through last year. And so. Bello. And he I mean,
1: he, he, yeah. this year he coming off just catching and shooting. Last mm, year he was thinking about it. thinking about, uh, thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I was a little 100%. frustrated with I mean, that. The, the, yeah.
2: and I'd say the same thing for me too from, from last year to this year, just the comfortability I have with yeah. my role and, and what I'm expected, what the coaches expect, where my shots are coming from. I mean, those thoughts just aren't there this year. And obviously um, I'm – playing all right. So.
0: He's only three of his last nine recently, but there was a point where Mason Miller was shooting like at 70-something percent. Yeah. Now, can you talk about how he's developed his game? Yeah. How he's getting 20, 25 minutes as a starter now. How do you think about him? Yeah,
2: I mean, he's made great strides. I mean, we always knew Mason was a knockdown shooter, but I think his body um, has, has come a long ways and still has a ways to go, but he's done a tremendous job working on that, and then he's making a lot of hustle plays, especially on the offensive rebounding glass yep. that, are, that are big for us as well, so um, he's finding ways to impact the game. Um, obviously, he's not like a high-volume guy, Guy. He's he's a great space space the floor player and obviously you can't leave him like you said he was nah, shooting
0: hey, he <laughs> uh, down, yeah, yeah regardless <laughs> and he
2: knocks it down at a high clip so right yeah. now it's fifty
0: three percent for the yeah. season yeah. that's
2: been I
1: pretty mean, good he's one of those guys that I feel like he's the most consistent on your team you know what you're gonna get out of him yep. he played the same regardless and it's never really a drop off either he's making it or not but he is gonna get a uh a, a, a rebound yeah yeah you know he he yeah. does his job yeah you know yeah um and speaking about jobs like y'all got a job against St. John's coming mm. up Saturday uh as we're taping this on the Thursday. Yeah. Um one I mean personally I knew Rick Pitino would do what he did yeah. personally two um how how do you see from them having eleven new guys uh a coach obviously to that caliber of what he is and the challenge that you think it might bring upon you on Saturday at home.
2: Yeah. Well, obviously they have kind of a a new team, but they've, they've, come together really nicely, and they're starting to hit their stride um, very well. I mean, like we talked about before, they're leading the conference great. right now, and, and obviously, you know, Rick Pitino, a Hall of Fame coach, and he's done a great job of getting those guys to play together and play hard, and that's what they do. that They play really hard. Um, you know, they press a lot. Um, they get after you, so it's going to be a fun game, a fun atmosphere, and you know, we're going to have to come ready to play because they're going to come ready to play.
0: Yeah, so. watch, watching the tape, I know they I know they spread it out, and mm-hmm. they get big, a lot of drive-dish, drive-dish mm-hmm. stuff. I, how do, you, how do you counter that when you, when you know a lot of times the guys aren't initiating their offense? They're trying to initiate to get you to move just so they can get to the open yeah. shot.
2: Well, I think a lot of it, you know, help defense being in the gaps, jumping to the ball when, the, when it's passed. Because like you said, they're really trying to get you out of position so yeah. they can drive yeah. and, and get driving angles. Um, and so being in the gaps, showing strength, as Coach Miller says all the time, um, so they don't just see a wide open lane to drive is, is, is key, especially for a defense playing anybody.
1: Talk about Farabella a little bit. Um, He's been playing the point guard mm-hmm. some. Yeah. I didn't know until, That's like, his true position. Yeah. He, that's his true position. That's, that's his natural what I'm trying position. To say. Like, yeah. I didn't know that at first. Yeah. Um, like, so obviously it's nothing for him to just step up if he has to in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, like, that is kind of, like, making him a better player? Like, I feel like he's been, like, facilitating more mm-hmm. than he's actually... Uh, used to yeah. with the ball in his hands just make going downhill mm-hmm.
2: yeah I mean that's his natural position I mean at, at TCU that's what he played was point guard and, and, and in high school that's what he played and obviously transferring here we hadn't asked him to do that a lot right. um, but this year kind of um, with different rotations he's asked to kind of play that role a little bit and I think he's done a great job I mean I mean, he's one of those guys that, you know, you look at the, the stats sheet and you're not necessarily blown away by, by what he's producing. But right. um, what he brings to the team on the floor, just his knowledge and, and, and his knowledge of how to play the game the right way um, is really big for us. And especially when he's at the one spot um, initiating the offense. Um, and I mean, he's, he's averaging five Three and two on fifty percent shooting. So Crazy. um, You know he's not like people. He's a good guy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Billy
0: Scheimer joining us on Let It Fly show. So you're you're a graduate student cur- currently? No, you're still trying <laughs> to get yeah. your yeah. degree. Yeah. Yeah. You're not no, done no, yet. No, no. No more, I everybody. thought you were done. So you're majoring <laughs> in communication still? Yeah. Right. You still in school?
2: Yeah. yeah. So what do you? I transferred and yeah. everything got screwed oh, up. Oh man. So. so tell us what's, yeah, your,
0: right. what's your what's your day like academically
2: <laughs> at this? Well, this this semester I got I got one class Tuesday and Thursday. I remember how it should be. It's my tenth semester in school. School for a while, yeah. yeah, forever. So, yeah, I just got one class Tuesdays and Thursdays. Is it, is it like ballroom dancing? what I it? wish it was. No, it's like it's like I don't even know communication and community, communication and community. It's like I'm social. To think work, if I took that, no, I didn't take you didn't that. take that one. Yeah, nah. you take history of jazz. No. Man, you got I to take history of Jazz, man. I'd rather take that than this one. I bet. Yeah, I can imagine. I can no, imagine. No disrespect to the teachers. No, the teachers <laughs> are <probably> awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, He's, the teachers the they chill. Po- they're probably <laughs> awesome. <laughs> chill. The
2: teachers chill. The it's
1: teacher's cool. Like, it's, it's just, just not, a class, yeah. yeah. So, I got a question for you. What about, um, speaking about the NBA, um, at this point in your game, what have you been trying to add? Like, I know you've gotten better in areas, but, but what particularly are you trying to... Uh, develop better Mm -hmm. and add to your game that you didn't have last year
2: um honestly honestly i'm not i haven't really added anything to my game because um you know i think especially if we're talking about the next level my my role at the next level is going to be to space the floor be able to catch and shoot which i feel like i can do that at a high level and then rebound and i I feel like i do do that that. at a high level right um so yeah that's who i am i think um the the cool thing for me, at least with this team this year is I've kind of been able to get back to a little bit of the role I had at South Dakota state being on ball, be a little bit more of a facilitator, which you were at your best there. Yeah. So, (laughs) so that's kind of been fun to kind of get back into the groove of, of doing that more. Um, on and off a little bit obviously with Trey and Steven you know they're great so I right. mm-hmm. just when it when it presents themselves but that's been fun to have
0: that opportunity when so. Joel was covering the team he talked about wanting to see him do more of that yeah that was one of the big things I'm gonna get I believe the kids call it in my bag right now um <laughs> <laughs> I I am a uh I'm a huge I was a huge one tree hill fan oh it's great and I understand you are also yeah. a one tree hill fan yeah. first of all let me ask you will you watch it if they reboot it because they're having a conversation about rebooting it right now. What do you mean rebooting it? Like starting it over, like having new people in the same characters, uh, like a reboot, like bringing uh, it back. <laughs> would you be cool with that? I don't know. Would you be cool with them bringing the same people back in their adult lives and continuing the reboots conversation? Be, uh, that, that would be. I like. Reboots. Would you like that? I, I don't know if I like reboot. No, like the really characters, they do the
2: a lot of reboots here. now, the man. The characters is what makes it like I feel you. so elite, and I. Ah,
0: I don't, know if I'm, are, I don't know about the reboot Are you team Brooke Are you team Haley Are you team Peyton I'm team Brooke Brooke Yeah I kind of like Haley a little bit Cause ah. she was quiet And then by the end Like season 9 I was like oh damn Yeah she, not- she grew up <laughs> yeah. Um who who looked better as a basketball player for real? Nathan or Lucas? Nathan. It's not even a question. Nah. Lucas, Lucas the worst <laughs> looking. Nah, yeah. Worst looking basketball nah, player
2: of all time. Horrible. Yeah. Like, horrible. You know, you it know, Ken- really bad. you know, Kenny
0: Bell, right? He yeah, played for Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. So Kenny Bell's dad okay. was an advisor on those things, teaching him how to play basketball. Actually, really? actually, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Cool, that's nuts. Bro. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah,
2: he's so bad. Yeah, like I saw something like there was a One Tree Hill reunion and they were back, oh, yeah, and yeah, and right? And I was watching like the highlights, and you can just tell that like Lucas had no idea. No idea. Uh, no idea how to play <laughs> basketball. So bad. How to even dribble the ball. Yeah, it was man. like,
0: what do you yeah. pick somebody who can play above the, the main character? The exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> La- last yeah. thing for me in terms of One Tree Hill. Can you sing the theme song? Yeah Like on command Yeah but I'm not you going, going to to give us a bars No, no I'll <laughs> tell you what, I, I don't want to be I don't yeah. want to yeah. be no, I, I know it I went to go see Gavin uh, at The girl uh, At uh stir Yeah We saw him at stir mm-hmm. um, This young singer lady Was there before him She was really good too But uh, he's not bad He's actually no, I think He's, he's got a good. few good songs Yeah he's not bad yeah, He's got, yeah, he's got yeah. a few yeah. good songs That's my One Tree Hill stuff Yeah, yeah. Respect bro Hey nah, look They yeah, had an episode Where a dude was getting A heart transplant And they dropped the heart On the floor And the dog Dog the dog, in the yeah, emergency room, grabbed it and ran outside and ate it. Ate it. First of all, and he is, lived. By the way, he's never yeah, had the heart yeah, dress, yeah. but He walked in the ocean. He came yeah, out all right. Yeah. It was very weird. That's yeah, cur- it it's, a weird. Show, <laughs> it's a crazy show, man. It's a crazy show. It's a great show. It was a great show. <laughs> I watched it
2: like four times. Are you serious? I've watched, Damn, yeah, I've watched it twice. Yeah, I watched it four time. times. I don't have much man. time. Have That's you ever, why
0: you binge.
1: That's why you ever seen a show that you already binge watching you're like, God, I really want to watch it again. You but, did One Tree Hill four bro, times. I watched One Tree
2: Hill like four times. Outer Banks, I've seen like I've never seen five Outer Banks. Times. I've heard it's wild. Yeah, Dang. it's good. I haven't seen that. I'm high School Musical, place. I've watched like 30
0: times. <laughs> I ain't seen that, bro. That <laughs> when one, I was growing up, was, I watched
1: it, the movie Bring It On. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I've yeah. seen that a bunch of times. Yeah. times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, we just,
0: my, uh, my kids, so they're, they're high schoolers, so they haven't watched a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we're going back and rewatching some stuff. And we watched, this is horrible, we watched Schindler's List because we went to the World, II, World War II Museum and I was telling them about Arthur Where Schindler and I'm like his movie in New Orleans Word. yeah. Word. and I was telling them about it and they go well let's watch the movie oh my that was a bad decision that movie is so <laughs> well obviously it's sad and depressing it's about the Nazi yeah. Holocaust yeah. and as we're watching the kids are like we picked we made a bad choice yeah, that's fine. I'm like so we turn it off and we end up watching huh. Raiders of Lost Ark ah! <laughs> <laughs> it was still about the Nazis man. but it was different <laughs> it, it was cheap, different man. it was like you know we do, we do what we gotta do we go back Sheepers. and watch a lot of stuff like that don't don't Schindler's yeah. List, just let it sit there on the, on the counter. Don't won't watch <laughs> it. No, it's, it's hard, man. It's hard on you. Yeah. Uh, what, what, have you heard any stories ever about Josh Jones? Has anybody like been like, come through and be like, hey, you should have known this about, about Josh? No. Nothing? No, no. no stories about no about, about Josh all? That's, that's no. good. That's and a good that's...
1: thing because if you ask Coach Mack why he around, Depending on who's around, he might say a joke. Yeah, or he yeah. might keep it real. Yeah. You know? you yeah. know? That is true. That <laughs> is true. That is
0: true. That is true. Yeah, but, we was
1: chopping it up before. Mm-hmm, yeah, just talking about the apples and oranges of really the the. I guess moral of the story: Mac has evolved, right? Like you don't yell as much, go about things a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, plus you got better better players. No shade to my teams, but, right? But yeah, no Mac. Well, is, I think
0: it's it's really hard overall, and I'm not I am not saying anything bad about this generation at all. <laughs> but you have a different mindset than even 10 years ago yeah. right we we didn't we weren't locked on these 10 years ago even yeah. there's a lot of stuff that you go through and we there were things you could say to a person yeah. that you cannot say now yeah as a coach yeah but you, got you got old parents though. Yeah,
2: but, and I kind of grew up in that setting. Yeah, um, I can tell. Like, when I met your parents. Yeah, I kind of yeah. grew up in that setting, so I, I like to think that I'm not that way. No, you're not. You know what you're I not. mean? You're I not. think, That's but probably I definitely why like I talk to you the most. Yeah, <laughs> but I definitely you're definitely right. Especially yeah. like I have a younger brother who's a junior in high school. Different, yeah. and it's yeah, I, it's yeah. like their mindsets. Yeah. Like it's just totally different. For like so. it's not even the same. Yeah. Sometimes
0: so. yeah. I'll say something. And I'm like, damn, that's... that's am hey, an old person. Now, I should have said that. I'm yeah. not
1: going to go too deep, but that's how the conversation started with...
0: Uh, oh, okay. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah,
1: about... That's how it was. I was like, what? Like, I'm just like him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's uh, funny. B-
0: b- before, we, before we let you go, everybody always sets goals in mm-hmm. their mind. Yeah. When you have a situation where you're that close to a national championship, mm. was it the ultimate goal you're saying if we don't win a national... Ch- or, or get to a final four, excuse me, mm-hmm. it's not a success?
2: Yeah, I mean... I. I don't know if you necessarily say that. I mean, the beauty is in the process of the season. Obviously, our ultimate goal is to make it to the Final Four, and if we don't if we don't make it, it's gonna be it's gonna be heartbreaking because all the work we put in. But yeah. um, I think just the beauty of college athletics is just the whole season. You know, obviously college basketball is a long season, and you know, oh, yeah. we spent a lot of time together from June all the way to to April. And so, um, obviously, if we don't make it, we're gonna be disappointed, and and that's gonna be heartbreaking. That's our ultimate goal. But there's gonna be a lot of memories made in the process. So,
1: so this team and the experiences that y'all went through getting to that point in the Elite Eight. You got some experience. Can you look at this team and say we're good enough to get right, right back there?
2: Yeah, 100%. That's
1: right.
0: Because you obviously have different players, mm-hmm. but everybody still feels kind of the same yeah. role. You're Everybody's still playing confident. the same game. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's yep. cool. Bill, we appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you bro. very much. Yes, sir. Appreciate right, yeah. you guys. Thanks for having me. Biller Sherman. Welcome back. Thanks to Biller Sherman yeah, for sitting cool, in man. with us. I personally think, and he doesn't like to hear this. That's why I didn't say it when he was here. I think it's the haircut. I think it's made him a little quicker. <laughs> I think he's got a little more vertical cuz he got less hair on his yeah. head. I think that's what it is, man.
1: Yeah, he not uh he not riding the wave of uh the hype. You know, sometimes you'd be balling and then you get fans. Oh,
0: that's true. Yeah. He, he blocking them now. Yeah, things can't go to your, Yeah, they can't he, let he it go to your head. You know, that's you know, speaking earlier about Nick Saban. Yeah. He used to always talk about don't bite don't do the rat poison. For, the rat poison is people saying how good you are. Or how bad you are. He goes, you can't – because if you get too upset about playing poorly because of what they're saying, you're not going to play any better. If you get too excited about how good you're playing because they're saying you're playing good, you're not going to be any better. Right. You got to stop with the rat poison and just
1: every game, every practice. Coach Mack is good at trying to keep the guys grounded. Sure. Trying to keep them consistent on, like, stay here. Right. So, like, I just feel like with a game like this, I know they're not sleeping on St. John's. Right. I'm just – I'm so much of a fan of the Big East conference, man, cuz anybody can lose. Yeah, right? Every, everybody be playing hard.
0: Right now I believe in terms of the the net, I think they have seven teams or six teams in the top 30 and the Big 12 I believe has like 10. Man, I think that's right in the, in the top 30. So those are your top two conferences. Right to and then I believe the Big 10's all the way down ranked fourth. Man. In terms of them. But man. yeah, so you got you got um UConn, right? Yeah. And you have Creighton, yep. And you have Marquette, yep. And you have Villanova, and you have. So that's five, four in the Ken Palm. But in terms of the net, there's more in there. But yeah. it's it really is those three conferences, really.
1: Creighton has to shoot it well, sure, to win this game. Oh yeah. Like yeah. cuz you know sometimes you can play bad shoot it bad and still win.
0: Providence was kind of like that.
1: Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean they didn't play
0: great. They didn't cover the the 10 and a half but, but, but a
1: Providence uh I personally feel like they had a better shot to win if their so their best player is down yeah. and their guard starts stepping up shooting shots like Yeah, yeah, he like, was this killing. Is my team it. now, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So if he hadn't took a few ill-advised shots they would have had a yeah. better chance to win. That, that
0: happens sometimes when you have an injury, everybody plays better that first game back. Yes. Then you got to worry about the second yeah, game. So yeah, so th- yeah.
1: I'm not I'm not like overly concerned yeah. like oh man but like yeah I try to tell people St. John's is St. John's.
0: Coming up next week on the show, the plan is to have former Nebraska quarterback Adrian Martinez.
1: That'd be I believe
0: he'll be our guest next week.
1: He in the city, I couldn't believe somebody told me that.
0: You know, he's working, he's interning over at Nebraska in the business department. Okay. And he's doing some radio stuff and that kind of thing around here. But also, he got signed to that new UFL, which is the combination of the USFL That's and it. the XFL. Yeah. He got signed to that, so we'll see how he's doing. But hopefully, we'll have him on sure. uh, next week. I want to thank Baylor Scheinman, Creighton Guard, for coming oh, on good. with us. Thanks, bro. Val Elvis for running stuff, punching the show, all oh, that stuff. Down. Meg, the maven, she was here earlier as well. Got some pictures of the food for us and got some pictures overall. We appreciate her as well being all a part of this. Reminder, as always... Oh, oh, Executive producer, Phil McLean as well. Don't forget about him. Thank you, Phil. I almost forgot. For setting everything up, we appreciate that. As a reminder, it's never a bad time to either give or get Omaha Steaks.
1: Especially on these Thursdays where it's uh, steak special. Steak no with, doubt. Steak and fries. No doubt. And no 100%. doubt. Delicious.
0: Delicious. I mentioned this before. New customers, 30% off their first order. And free shipping if your is over $149. Uh, if you're looking to send something to your... Father-in-law, because you know he don't like you, yeah, or <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, or
0: something like that, right. Send him some Omaha Steaks, maybe he'll like you, he will, or like you a little, he will, dislike you a little less, right. Either way,
1: he'll think about you at least while you're eating, <laughs> yeah. But this is good steak; he ain't that bad of a
0: guy. Uh, again, so get on there, go to omahasteaks.com and check out everything and all the specials they have as well. Yep. Take us away, Josh.
1: Hey, Josh Jones here with my man Michael Severe. You know how we do it; it's a Let It Fly show.